0: hello everyone how's it going welcome back to jess unfiltered i am your host jess obviously so today, I came a little bit more prepared than I typically do. Um, today, we're going to be talking about how MLMs resemble cults. And uh, in today's podcast, I'm going to be referencing a HuffPo article by Casey Bond, where she actually spoke to a former Mary Kay consultant who talks about her experience in the MLM industry. So the Mary Kay consultant, her name is uh, Caitlin Ruiz, and... Um, I do apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but she's from Tuscan, Arizona and first got involved with MLMs in her early 20s. So uh, yeah, if you want to look up the HuffPo article, um, the official title of it is How MLMs and Colts Use the Same Mind Control Techniques. So I'll be giving my thoughts as I go through this article today. So, Caitlin, the uh, MLM girl, as I mentioned, got started in her early 20s. Um, The early 20s are kind of formative years for a lot of women. I know myself even, you know, that's kind of when you're about to leave college. I mean, most people typically start college when they're around 18 in the United States, and uh, obviously that can vary. There are lots of people who start in their 20s or 30s or 60s, Um, but the 20s is kind of known to be when you're starting to wrap up college. You know, you can drink in the U.S. when you turn 21. Um, a lot of people get engaged, get married, you know, maybe start a family in their early 20s. And so they're really important years for... um you know the rest of your life. And uh, it's also kind of a time when you're searching for what you want to do long term, or you're searching for meaning in life, or you're searching for your first career. You know, if you uh, started going to college when you were 18, you're two years in, you have student loan debt, you want to start getting an internship or a career. There, there are years that can... Um, easily be taken advantage of let's just put it that way by these mlms because if they know that you're in student loan debt if they know that you're looking for a job you know you're going to be graduating a year or two from now they know that and they're like oh hey girl you know we've got an opportunity for you so uh yeah there's there's a lot of things that can go wrong in your early 20s if you're influenced by the wrong people or the ro- the wrong groups so it, it's not surprising to me that this particular girl um, did join in her early 20s. I'm currently in my mid-20s, and uh, a lot of people I know have joined MLMs in their 20s, so uh, I, I don't know. That's my anecdotal experience, but <laughs> um, so this girl in particular, I believe, uh, worked at Mary Kay, but some of the other MLMs that this article mentions is Tupperware, uh, which I talked about in a previous episode where I didn't realize Tupperware was actually An MLM, and I always thought it was Tupperware, like T-U-B-B-E-R, but it's actually P, like as in Paul Tupperware. Um, It mentions Amway, Arbonne, and Lularoe. So before I get started with the rest of the article, I do want to say I believe there's a documentary available on YouTube about short selling stocks in Amway, and uh, I really want to watch that within the next couple days, and then do a podcast about. Uh, my thoughts on the documentary and maybe just summarizing it for people who don't want to watch it. But uh, yeah, that's something that was recommended to me. So uh, yeah, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, definitely go check it out. I think if you just Google Amway MLM documentary, it should pop up. I believe it's Amway. So let's get rolling with the rest of this article. So in this article, Ruiz, Caitlin Ruiz, um, it says she was attending school and working full time, like mini 20 something. So literally exactly what I just said, you know, um, it says that she's searching for a fulfilling career and a coworker introduced her to Mary Kay, which, uh, for those of you who don't know what Mary Kay is, it's an MLM that sells makeup and beauty products. And in, uh, 2012, that was the year that Caitlin joined this MLM. So the coworker of hers set up a lunch meeting with her quote upline, uh, to recruit her into the company. So in an MLM, your upline is basically everybody who is above you, who um, helped to kind of recruit you. They're higher than you in the pyramid. And your downline is the opposite, which is people below you or people who you've recruited, um, or if you've recruited someone and they've recruited someone and then that person's recruited someone, all those people are part of your downline. So Caitlin was promised flexibility, the ability to stay home with her future children opportunity to build a business that would eventually allow her to quit working completely, so uh, yeah, again, this sounds very familiar. Every single MLM girl I have ever seen, heard, spoken to, they all say this. They're like, you can work from the beach. You don't have to worry about taking a vacation or a day off because you can just work from wherever, and what's so funny about this, and I've heard other anti-MLMers talk about it, they're like, girl, when I want a day off, I don't want to be working. I don't care that I can work from wherever. When I'm at the beach, I don't want to be working. Like, that's why I have PTO or vacation time. PTO is paid time off, but it's like, that. that's why I take a vacation is so that I don't have to work from wherever and I can just relax and enjoy my vacation. Uh, so yeah, Caitlin, um, mentions, it says she has a a lot of student loan debt, which, as I said earlier, um, big motivating factor. A lot of women, you know, want to earn money to pay off their student loans. And uh, her co-workers upline assured her that she could put an extra four to $500 a month toward her loans by working for Mary Kay. They promised you the, here's a quote, it says, they promised you the world and all the flexibility you want. They make it seem like this big secret that nobody knows about, end quote. And then Caitlin says, "I fell for it." Um, that's what's really—it's—it's sad, but it's funny—is like they—they they act like it's always you got to act now, you know? It's—it's it's a secret, but you also—it's also not a secret because you need to recruit everyone, and it's just kind of like it, it's almost an oxymoron. I mean, it's—it's it's not, but they present it that way because it's like they sell it like only they have the answer. You know, only their MLM has the answer, but like nobody else knows that they have the answer. But that's why you're supposed to go spread the word. I don't know. It just it's interesting because a lot of the different girls in MLMs recognize that around them are damaging. You know, I know a girl that works for a large MLM. I say works for but she's a consultant for one of these or a distributor for one of these large mlms and she's like you know i know there are a lot of mlms out there that take advantage of people but mine doesn't and i'm like no it does (laughs) they're they, they all have the same business structure they're all shady um but yeah it a lot of these mlm girls they act like their company has the hookup and uh their company is is the secret key to success And you're supposed to go like tell everybody, but everyone already knows about it. They always just say no. So it's like, you know, this lie that it's a big secret is just a lie because, you know, most people already know about MLMs. They have no interest in joining them. So it says MLMs hook people with the promise of becoming business owners with unlimited income potential, which I spoke about this in my last podcast and how you're more likely to win money from a $10 scratch off than you are from joining an mlm um you know and and of course with gambling you have unlimited earning potential uh so a lot of people get caught up in these mlms and this article says that it turns out to be a nightmare and it's especially true for women who make up the majority of consultants at these companies which is very true um they prey on vulnerable women they tell women that um they need to, you know, act quickly. They need to do it for their kids. I've heard people say things like, oh, well, you need to work harder so that one day your kids don't have to. And it's like, it's just very predatory. You know, they go after women who may need childcare and say, oh, we can take care of, you know, you'll be taken care of because you can just hang out with your kids while you're working. And then you don't have to like buy a babysitter, pay for a babysitter. So in MLM, uh, this article says, is designed so that the majority of participants see modest earnings to none at all. So this article statistics says that somewhere between 73 to 99% earn nothing earn nothing. (laughs) Now, as I've said many times, a lot of girls in the, or people in the anti-MLM community will quote the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, statistic that 99% of people who join MLMs either don't make money or lose money. Um, So this is somewhat on par with that. Uh, The 73%, I feel like is a little bit generous, but uh, you know, what do I know? Uh, So yeah, a select few at the top, as this article says, enjoy major financial success. Um, and it says it's not because they're genius people, but because they've amassed huge downlines and collect enormous commissions and bonuses based on the sales that the people below them make. Um, it then goes on to say, you know, how do people fall prey to these MLMs when it's, you know, very well evidenced that they're thinly veiled pyramid schemes? <laughs> which is so true um and a lot of it which this article says is cult-like tactics and i completely agree with that i think that um it's manipulation i think that they borrow um a lot of things that cults do or say and just kind of twist it to fit their mlm uh, everything from toxic positivity to um everything under the sun that a a cult does, uh, you know, censoring or, or, uh, discrediting information that they don't like, even if it is true, you know, like when, when I present them with a fact like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll use this article, this HuffPo articles fact, 73 to 99% of people don't make money. And they'll be like, no, 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 that's not true. You just need to, you know, they, they don't like recognize the truth in that. They just kind of, um, brush it under the rug, and then they say, oh, you're being negative, you just need to work harder, and some of them might even recognize that fact, honestly, but but that's where the toxic positivity comes in, and they're like, oh, well, well yeah, yeah, like, only, you know, 90% make money, or, sorry, only 1% make money, but, you know, you just, you have to work harder, unlimited income potential, so... Yeah, you, you can't win, they just pull these cult tactics out left and right. So the comparison between cults and MLMs um, goes back to the 90s. This article talks about Amway, how it's one of the largest MLMs in the world. And there's been books written about it and about the cult-like strategies of Amway. Um, There's a book, which I've never heard of this, but now I'm interested in reading it. It's called Amway, The Cult of Free Enterprise, uh, which is written in the 90s. So uh, let me do some checking real quick on Amway. It looks like the company was actually founded in the 60s. So I apologize, I just said it was the 90s. But yeah, it says it was founded in 1959, um, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, Now I'm in the Wikipedia rabbit hole. So it looks like Richard DeVos is an American billionaire and he is one of the founders, which now I'm really interested because I wonder if he's related to Betsy DeVos. Um, Let's take a look yes, that is her husband. Interesting. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, Betsy DeVos, let me Google her because I want to make sure that I get her credentials right. But, um, essentially Trump elected her as, um, Secretary of Education in the United States. And, um, Wow, that that's really interesting. I did not know that she was married to the founder of Amway. Interesting. I don't like that. <laughs> I really don't like that. I I don't uh I mean to to be honest and to not get too political. Um Oh, wait a second. That's not true. Now now I'm Now I'm reading that Richard DeVos was married to Helen DeVos. So are they not related? Oh, okay, okay. My bad, my bad. I retract my previous statements. Okay, Richard DeVos, the founder of Amway, had a kid named Dick DeVos. His name's also Richard, and he is married to Betsy DeVos. So let me recap all of this. Amway's founder had a son and his son is married to the former secretary of education for the United States. Okay. That, that makes a little more sense. Um, it says their entire family is worth 5.4 billion. They're in the top 100 richest families in America. That is insane. Um, but no, MLMs, uh, not to get too political are definitely prevalent on both sides of the spectrum. I know the I I think the Biden administration, um, had their fair share of, uh, MLM stuff. I don't know if it was like campaign donations or, um, I thought I read something about Biden and MLMs. Either way, um, yeah, I don't want to go down the political rabbit hole, but, um, yeah, I'm really definitely disappointed to see that the former secretary of education's husband, uh, is wealthy because of his dad's massive Anway scam. So anyway, um, back to the entire point of the show, which, <laughs> um, or the podcast, which is about, um, the cult-like behavior of Amway, or of, of MLMs. So, uh, Douglas Brooks, this article says there's an attorney who specializes in representing victims of pyramid schemes and, um, business opportunity scams. And he agreed that Amway is one of the prime examples of how MLMs mirror cults. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much, uh, So, let's get more into, I guess, what um, the definition of a cult is. So, um, again, I just want to shout out the author of this article on HuffPo, Casey Bond. Um, Really great job researching here. Um, She says that uh, the definition of a cult is uh, described by a man named Stephen Hassan and Okay, where's the definition? (laughs) Okay, here we go. So, according to Hassan, a cult is an organization that exercises undue influence over its members to make them dependent and obedient. Undue influence is defined as persuasion that takes over any free will or judgment. As a legal term, it refers to a person or group taking advantage of their position of power over others. So... Casey the author of this article you know mentions she's like well when we think of a cult typically we think of men and women dressed in these long hooded robes chanting and you know she references drinking the Kool-Aid and um pursuing enlightenment and uh yeah it it not not all cults are that e- that obvious right and so um this definition by Hassan is a great explanation. He is somebody who he himself escaped um, a cult known as the Moonies in the 70s. And cults uh, kind of, they, they sort of employ mind control, which is what this article mentions. Um, it, it showers them with, with praise and affection the victims you know and and we can really see this in mlms because a lot of girls when you first see them or interact with them they're like oh my god you're so beautiful i love your hair i love your makeup you'd be perfect for this business opportunity you're amazing you know it, it promises them what this article says which is a fantasy world or elite status and the member becomes hooked and uh, they have a method of control to disrupt that person's identity and ability to think independently and rationally. This is so true. This is where toxic positivity comes in. When somebody tries to think rationally, you know, they've just been showered with all these amazing thoughts like, oh, your hair's so nice. Oh, girl, you know, I love your skin. You would be great for this business. You're such an entrepreneurial woman. And, you know, they shower them with affection and then they're like, they, they promise them the moon and they don't give them a chance to think rationally because they're like, hurry, you know, you have to join within the next, you know, certain small period window of time so that you can take advantage of this special deal. Um, or they'll say, you know, you have to cut people out of your life who don't support you. Or they'll say, you know, don't listen to the haters. And it, it's just like little things like that, which may seem silly, but, it prevents you from thinking rationally because when you think about an MLM rationally, there's no reason why you should join one ever. There is never a reason you should join an MLM. And so um, it disrupts you know, a rational person's ability to think rationally. Um, so Hassan calls undue influence, or at least the process of gaining undue influence, Uh, the BITE model, B-I-T-E. And this is described as behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotional control. So, let's just go through each one of these and kind of dissect them. So, behavioral control is um, dictating what a person is uh, or who who a person is, sorry, and what they do. So, you might say... um, This article says, you know, restricting the type of foods a person eats, what they wear, uh, when they sleep, and who they're allowed to associate with. So this is very, very true. I have seen um, the conference videos of guest speakers at MLMs come on and say things like, you know, if your friends don't support you, cut them out of your life. And they're very powerful when they say that, and it's very manipulative because it's, it's molding people into the type of person that these mlms want them to be and so you know if you cut all these people out of your life who don't quote unquote support you then you're, you're being molded into a new type of person and they're able to control your behavior which leads to number two which is information control and this is where information is withheld or distorted to make it more acceptable and so if you're only hanging out with people who are pro MLM, then your your information is getting distorted because you don't have a well balanced view of the situation and and you don't have uh, you know, the ability to to deviate from that thought process because you're only surrounding yourself with people who can, you know, all feed you the exact same Beliefs in the same lines. Now, obviously, sometimes it's important to hang out with people who agree with you in certain situations. You know, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying if you cut people out of your life who are toxic to you, that that's bad in general. I'm not saying that if you hang out with, you know, let's say you're, I don't know, a Christian and you want to hang out with other Christians, you know, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that that in and of itself is cult like. But if you are told to cut anybody and everybody out and to not associate with people who think even slightly differently from you, um, I think that can get very dangerous. And, uh, you know, personally, I, I I, mean, even with religion, I don't think that's a very Christian thing to do is to just completely separate yourself from people who, who think or believe differently than you. Um, I think there are many things in the bible that would disagree with that concept but um anyway with mlms especially uh you know i i've seen team calls of mlms on youtube of girls saying things like oh yeah you need to uh you know if your boyfriend doesn't support you if he doesn't want to enroll in in beachbody with you um you know you should break up with him and it's like what you literally have no idea what this person's romantic situation is like. Like, you don't know if they have a kid together. You don't know if they live together. Like, you know nothing about the- these people and you're just telling them if their boyfriend doesn't want to, you know, become a beach body rep with them or coach, sorry, that they should just dump them. Like, <laughs> that that's where this information control comes in. Um, it discourages access to non-cult sources of information, encourages spying on each other and producing propaganda. Um, so a lot of times with these MLMs, you'll see girls share like the same posts. They'll like screenshot somebody else's Instagram posts and then they'll share that to their story and then one of another boss babe will see that screenshot it and then share it to their story. And, um, you know they they only share things from their company and if you show them any kind of information that conflicts that you know they're they're very quick to be like no no no, no. you know this this is straight from my company's website you know I'll give you guys an example real quick so like dot earnings.r, earnings.arbon.com gives the income disclosure statements for various levels of you know independent distributors or whatever And if you go to one of these boss babes and you're like, hey, 99% of people aren't going to make money. They're like, no, no, no. Go to earnings.arbon.com, And it's like, okay, yeah, that's great. But do you realize that on earnings.arbon.com they're not taking into consideration like sunk costs and things like that. And so it's really not an accurate representation of the profit. And then they're like, no, 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 that's not true. And it's just like, okay, you know you you can't win so anyway we'll go on to the next one which is thought control they want to control how members think so that the group's doctrine is accepted loaded languages and cliches um used to stop critical thinking and reduce complex ideas this is um or it says reduce complex ideas to buzzwords um this is key this line in the article is key it says often only positive thoughts are allowed constructive criticism are questions or questions are immediately shut down this is so true this is like the clearest definition of toxic positivity it is just um where only positivity is allowed negativity is always seen as bad or or any kind of criticism or rational thinking that doesn't that that isn't deemed positive is just immediately shut down and you're told to you know, not think that way. You're told to be positive. You're told to work harder. You're told to cut people out of your life who were, you know, making you think like this. Um, so lastly, we have emotional control where people experience emotional highs and lows. One minute they're showered with praise. The next they're made to feel guilty. This is very true. I've seen on a lot of like team calls on YouTube, you know, you'll see some where they're like, you know, very, um, where they talk about their recruitment strategy and they talk about how they like DM girls and they're like, Hey girl, you know, love your nails. You look so good. You would be perfect for this opportunity. You know, they, they talk about how they shower women with love. And then in these team calls, you know, I've seen a few where, where these, you know, MLMers closer to the top, um, are just lecturing the people at the bottom in these team calls and they're like, you need to work harder. You don't care, you know, and just totally um, patronizing them, and it's just absolutely horrible. And so they're made to feel super guilty. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is um, the definition of of highs and lows. <laughs> um, it's it's sad too because it's like you want to help people in those situations and be like, you you just want to like grab them by the shoulders and shake them and be like, please leave this cult. Please leave it. (laughs) Please leave this MLM. You know, you shouldn't have these highs and lows in in this, you know, patronizing behavior where you're constantly being portrayed or where people are talking down to you um, when you're trying really hard, but you're still not making money. Because again, your odds of making money are just Practically zero. They're closer to zero than they are, you know. I think one percent. I think the actual statistic that the FTC reported is ninety-nine point something, and I kind of think it's closer to zero than it is one percent. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's keep going down the article. So it talks about MLM tactics next, and it talks about love bombing, and it just says they're very successful at recruiting because the introduction is made through someone familiar. It doesn't come from a stranger. Uh, The first pitch you usually gets from a family family member or a friend. Um, Love bombing is kind of a type of manipulative affection, is what this article says, which I would completely agree with um MLM members shower prospective recruits with warm welcomes and excitement they talk about how wonderful it is what an exciting opportunity congratulate them for joining um they feel special you know I would I would totally agree with every pretty much every sentiment sentiment in this entire article um so someone high up uh gives up you know, gives their rags to riches story, right? And so that is really inspiring for a lot of people because most people targeted for MLMs, unfortunately, you know, are in need of money. And even though their odds of actually making money are practically zero, they love hearing those rags to riches stories because it really um, helps to change their mind and say, well, maybe that could be me one day, even though we all know it will not be. Um, tactic number two, it talks about deception, uh, the people who go on stage at these massive conferences and talk about how, you know, their rags to riches story, uh, they don't actually, it it says in this article, they don't actually make money selling products. And so, um, the income is actually generated by a huge downline and it's only available, here we go, only available to a tiny fraction of the group, those near the top of the pyramid. um, you're not going to be that person on stage. You're, uh, yeah, you're never, never going to get there. Um, so in 2015, it says Caitlin, the girl at the beginning of this article who joined the MLM was invited to another Mary Kay party and she got hooked on MLMs or on Mary Kay again. And there was a charming speaker who convinced her, um, she didn't go about the business the right way when she joined the first time. Cause apparently Caitlin Ruiz had quit. And then now in 2015, she rejoined. And uh, yeah, I guess um, Ru- Caitlin had an upcoming wedding and was kind of convinced to try it again. And let's go to tactic number three, we have financial exploitation. So here it talks about how Caitlin didn't even come close to making a profit. The largest sales she made were around $200, though most of it were around 25 to $50. And if MLMs were a legitimate business, this article says there wouldn't need to be such a strong emphasis on recruitment because retail sales would support the business model. This, I wish I could highlight this and send this to every single girl in every pyramid scheme and guy, um, or, or whoever. Um, this is so true. Um, a lot of people in these MLMs advertise their products, but it's like, they're so overpriced. And I personally feel like the quality of the product that you get is not that great compared to the price. Because remember, if a fraction of the sale is going toward, you know, the different layers in the pyramid, then inevitably me as the consumer is going to be paying for that when I buy the product. And so... Um, you know, Arbon sells these fizz sticks and they're like, I don't know, I think a month, like 30 packs of these energy sticks is like 50 something dollars, I believe. And it's like, that's just insane. I can literally go to Walmart and I can get some little Mio drops, which are little energy, um, I don't know, they're they are like kind of a competing product, right? It's, it's little energy drops. I mean, I could get a month's supply of that for like $4, I mean, it, literally $4, I can get these energy drink drops. And it's like practically the same thing. And so it's like, like there, there's no reason for me to want to spend 10 times as much on Arbonne as opposed to just going to Walmart and getting something else. Um, you know, practically the same item. And so the, 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 products themselves aren't what drives the sales and the business, you know, because then you wouldn't need the pyramid model. Um, so yeah, that this article says, you know, the nature of MLM multi-level marketing forces, um, companies to be recruitment machines because the rate of attrition is so high, um, people just, they join, they try, they aren't successful, they quit. They join, they try, they aren't successful, they quit. And so you're constantly having to recruit new people because people underneath you are constantly quitting because they can't make it. They can't afford to fake it till they make it because if only 1% can make it, and usually those are the people who joined, you know, at the very beginning, um, yeah you're 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 never gonna make it to the top um yeah it it just it's bringing me to tactic number four which is guilt shame and fear um i want to talk about this one so this one talks about having a regular nine to five job and how mlns consider that a failure this is probably one of the most annoying things i will ever have to hear from an MLM person. So I have a nine to five job and I work at a company that is a very large company. And uh, I'm not going to get too specific, but long story short, if my company did not exist, if nine to fivers did not exist and could not work for my company, the world would be seriously affected. You know, just like if you worked for an automobile company and you didn't have people working 9 to 5s to work at an automobile company, people would literally not have cars. Like, it is important for people to have these corporate jobs in an office. I mean, right now, everyone's, you know, work from home. But, you know, it's important for people to have 9 to 5 jobs that work, you know, use a college education. If, if you know, Pfizer, who's developing the um, one of the COVID vaccines... I mean, that's considered, you know, as a chemist, that's considered a nine to five job. And if people, if, if Pfizer did not exist because you couldn't get people to work nine to five jobs, we wouldn't have a vaccine. I mean, we'd have Moderna, but, you know, we we wouldn't be where we're at with vaccinating people. You know, let's say Moderna and Pfizer both, you know, couldn't find workers and, and no one wanted to work on nine to five because, you know, that's a failure according to an MLM, we we wouldn't have a vaccine right now. So that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of these large companies, even though MLMs love to dish on them and say like, oh, well, that sucks. You know, if you work for Facebook, like that sucks. It's like, okay, you realize without Facebook or Instagram, like you wouldn't even be able to sell things to begin with, you know? if you didn't have social media, like, I don't know how people were selling MLMs back in the 50s, but, or the 60s when Amway was started 59. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, if you work for a really large corporation, if that corporation doesn't exist because it can't find workers, like, that, that's just, like, how is the world supposed to function, you know? Um, if we don't have people building, um, I don't know, anything. <laughs> if, if we don't have people, uh, you know, writing software for um, iPhones, you know, there there goes your phone to help you run your MLM. Um, it, it's just, there, there's no shame in having a 9-to-5. It comes usually with retirement benefits. You know, a pension, 401k, usually comes with sometimes tuition assistance. It always comes, almost always, with health care. Heck, even working at, you know, a, a retail store like Walmart or Best Buy, that'll get you health care. Um, working at Best Buy gets you tuition assistance for college. Like there's zero shame in not working for an MLM. I think that um, it's just, it's stupid to compare it to a nine to five and say nine to five is a failure because you can put a nine to five job on a resume to get a job. You cannot put an MLM on a resume, uh, which, you know that's assuming you're applying for another 9 to 5 job but but yeah i just it really pisses me off when i hear people say that like oh you know that sucks like you can't work from anywhere you have a 9 to 5 job like oh that sucks it's like <laughs> like you do realize that your life if people if no one worked 9 to 5 jobs you do realize that like your life would be significantly less advanced than it, than it is now like we have iPhones we have cars we have nice laptops nowadays. We have lots of really great technology. We have nurses and doctors who are very well trained and educated. We have people working on the coronavirus vaccine. We're getting people vaccinated. You know, we're we're we, we have wireless internet, you know, you need nine to fivers to I don't know, manage that. Like like, no offense, but your MLM, despite what you say. Like, what's so funny is a lot of these girls are like, oh, I'm changing the world with my MLM. Like, Arbonne, it works. They're all notorious for this. They're like, oh, I'm changing the world. I'm changing lives. It's like, are you really? Because you're not. Like, like nine-to-fivers, the, the people who you constantly diss are changing lives. Those people are keeping society running. Those people are keeping the world running. You're not doing anything but being annoying, okay? And helping people lose money. Um, I digress. So this article is, um, over. Uh, at the very end, it just says, are all MLMs cultist pyramid schemes? It says maybe not, but the numbers overwhelmingly say there's no good reason to get involved with one. Um, so yeah, I, I just, uh, the, the very last sentence says with MLM, it's like buying a lottery ticket for last week's lottery. That is a fantastic analogy. Um, I, I've, I've talked about, you know, buying lottery tickets for, or scratch-offs, you know, that you can currently win, but if you're too late to the game, then you're not going to win. Um, so yeah, shout out again to Casey Bond for this awesome article from Huffington Post. It's called How MLMs and Colts Use the Same Mind Control Techniques. Um, it was written January 8th of this year, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. It was updated January 8th, but it was written in August of 2019, Um, so yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, I hope to do some more MLM podcasts in the future. Obviously, I'm kind of on a roll here with them. I know my very first one that I put out was on MLMs and that's had the most listens so far. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.